Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hi guys, this is Rav from Grand Sports, representing the Rotterdam District. Just the four games from last weekend. Um, we saw Medway Borough in the Prem lose to Parkwood Community Association 2-0, uh, which uh, led to Parkwood winning the league. Uh, in Division 1, Cliff United saw off AI Sports 7-2, again, which meant Cliff United champions of Division 1. Uh, another one from Division 1, Eccles FC winning 1-0 against Pavilion Athletic. And Division 3, the only game, Appleyard against Techers was a home walkover with Techers not being able to fill a squad. Four tables and league winners uh, and teams that will be looking at relegation this year. So in the Prem, Parkwood Community Association, top of the pile, uh, had a Chatham Town Saturdays, but only by goal difference, um, just the four goals separate them. Bottom of the league, Riverside, and just above them are AFC Rangers. Um, in Division 1, uh, Cliff Woods winning the league there, ahead at AEI Sports, uh, with Medway Rovers and Hunton fishing bottom of that pile. In Division 2, Aces Old Boys uh, winning the league, ahead at AFC Minster. Uh, and bottom of Division 2 was Cannon 24, with Parkwood Community Association reserves just above them. Uh, in Grand Sports Division, Division 3, Bredhurst Juniors, deservingly won the league uh, in Division 3, with Appleyard uh, just below them in second, we finished a disappointing fourth uh, at April. It was very good. Uh, May was quite poor. Um, but we do have a cup final to look forward to against Appleyard, who finished runners-up in our league. Uh, bottom of the league were Macklin Arm 16 with Burnham just ahead of them. In Division 4, uh, Little Shastard winning the Division 4 ahead of Miletown uh, on goal difference. Uh, Shastard actually scored 51 goals in their last three league games um, which led them to have a, a goal difference of plus 70 uh, which was 20 more than Maltan's 50 uh, and bottom of the league Medway Athletic with Ancorian's Academicals just above them Keep it simple Get down to play today The UK's leading app for next game availability Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the final Barnet Sunday League review for the season. In Division 1, Peckinspore Peckin 9, Locomotive Thunder 5 and in the massive double head of the title decider, AFC Oakwood 3, the Wrongans 4 in Game 1 and AFC Oakwood 0, the Wrongans 0 in Game 2. That means the Wrongans pick up the Division 1 title um congratulations to them i think both teams will end up joining the premier division and um freshening it up a bit so congratulations to the wrongans and very good season for both teams the wrongans ending up not losing a league game so well done to them into division two grange park two afc rose two um they went 2-0 up very early. I knew I knew the writing was on the wall when most of my teammates weren't doing a full warm-up. Uh, it was a bit of a nothing game for us. Uh, we're already promoted to Division 1. But 
Um, Grange Park started off quickly. I clattered one of their strikers in the box. Hopefully he didn't go to hospital, I don't know. But yeah, they took a really quick 2-0 lead and um, that kind of woke us up a little bit and um, we got two goals back. Um, first one, long pun up the field from me. Good work from our winger. Played in our striker and he finished off nicely. And then we managed to get another one in the second half and didn't really push on from there. It's been a good season for us, but say we're very disappointed that we didn't at least get a bit of silverware considering uh, the earlier run in the season and not losing too many games in league and cup. So moving on to Division 3, Arnus Rangers 2, North London Colts 4 and the big game, the title decider in Division 6, well it weren't a title decider for Enfield Athletic, they were languishing towards the bottom of Division 3. It's been a fall from grace for them. Enfield Athletic nil, Stratford Arms 6. Stratford Arms picking up the Division 3 title. A long season-wide battle between them and Trent Park. Um, probably two teams that should be playing in maybe Division 2. They will be playing in Division 2 next season. So, congratulations to them. Moving on to Division 4, where everything's settled. Doubleheader between Barnet Salsa and Sopranos FC together. Barnet Salsa 6, Sopranos FC together nil in Game 1. And Barnet Salsa 3, Sopranos FC together nil in Game 2. Coney Hatch Athletic 3, new Barnet 5. And Whetstone Wanderers, old boys, 8, NLR 1. That was a repeat of the Intermediate Cup Final, which NLR actually won, came from behind, 2-0 from behind. Whetstone Wanderers must have had their Weetabix on Sunday because they came out of the blocks flying with an 8-1 win there. Moving on to Division 5, Armenian Youth Association 5, North Atletico Seniors won in Game 1, and Armenian Youth Association 4, North Atletico Seniors won in Game 2. A very disappointing season for North Atletico Seniors, not winning a game. Uh, but I'm sure as a new team they'll come back next year and improve. That's that's a journey for new teams, you know. It's sometimes harsh at the at the start, but once you build it, everyone starts from the bottom, so they can only go up from here. Um in a double header between Pro Panthers and Gospel Oak Football Club, massive game towards the top. Pro Panthers three, Gospel Oak Football Club four in game one, and Pro Panthers two, Gospel Oak Football Club three in game two. We'll get on to why that's significant in a minute in the fixtures because we have a few fixtures still to be played. The Bandits 4, Underdogs 1. And in midweek, there was another doubleheader. Pro Panthers again playing. Pro Panthers 3 made a via 1 in Game 1. And Pro Panthers 3 made a via 0 in Game 2. Moving on into Division 6. Whetstone Wanderers under-23s in AFC Muswell Hill played a doubleheader. Whetstone Wanderers under-23s 3, AFC Muswell Hill seconds 1 in Game 1. And Whetstone Wanderers under-23s 3, AFC Muswell Hill seconds 1 in Game 2. Oak Hill 4, London Wednesday 11. Alexandra Knights 5, North London Wanderers 1. And a midweek game, we had one midweek game as well. Whetstone Wanderers under-23s 0, Uslot 1. That means Uslot win the Division 6 title, so congratulations to them. I think they'll be rebranding in the new season, so RIP Uslot. Uh, they had a very good first season, but um, 
as they're rebranding. Hopefully, we'll see more of them next season. So, moving on to the fixtures, we have a couple. Division 3, Arnos Rangers facing Highgate Albion thirds. London Orient facing North London Colts. And Division 5, we have the massive double header for the title. Gospel Oak Football Club facing Camden FC. Gospel Oak need to win both games. If they don't win both games of this double header, then the Bandits will win the title. But it's been a good season for most of these teams in Division 5. Um, I do think Gospel Oak will pull out the two wins uh, against Camden FC. Um, I just want to add, uh, it's been a pleasure bringing you the results this season. A massive thank you to Andrew and all at Selk and a massive thank you to the Barnet League for providing me the platform as well. Um, just want to say that uh, we'll be back in the very near future to provide maybe a preview and uh, to look forward to the new season, maybe bring you info on some of the new teams that are coming into the league, maybe the constitution and stuff like that. Thank you very much. And now to look at the final standings for this season. Well, considering there's a few games in Division 5, we'll give them the table as it stands. So, in the Premier Division, Highgate Albion were first champions. Um, 40 points from 16 games. They won 13, drew 1 and lost 2. 53 goals scored, 16 conceded. Just behind them were takers on goal difference. Um, 36 goals scored, 18 conceded. Rising ballers were in third on 37 points. They scored the most goals in the division, but didn't make it count in the big games, and that's really what cost them the title. In fourth place were Traps and Spore UK on 31 points, just six points behind Rising ballers. Very good season for them, their first season in the Premier Division. In fifth place with the consistent Park Royals, um, 35 goals scored, 35 goals conceded. They were on 25 points. And then there was a massive drop to Hornsey and Highgate in sixth place. They only had 12 points in their 16 games. In seventh place with new boys, Gal All-Stars. They were bottom most of the season, but ended up finishing third from bottom on 10 points. Second bottom were AC Finchley, who ended the season on a real downer. They won their first game against Highgate Albion, but from then it just spiralled into defeats. And um, they ended up with only eight points and bottom of the table were Continental on six points. Moving on into Division 1 where we had the Wrongans winning the title, 40 points also from their 16 games, 12 wins and 4 draws. In second place were AFC Oakwood on 39 points, 12 wins, 3 draws and a loss. Then there was a big drop to Kadara's Town. They were on 30 points. They were in the lead for a while, but also had a, a large games advantage on the other teams ahead of them so they kind of ran out of steam they were on 30 points next up were Highgate Albion reserves on 29 points they ended up the season as runners up in the Premier Cup to Enfield United who came one spot behind them but were also eight points behind them in the league 
Next up were Northumberland Park Rangers, a point back on 20. Peckham Sport Peckham finished their first season in the league on 11 points. Then came Locomotive Thunder in 8th, only on 8 points. And Chef Chow and Berbers finished their first season in the Barnet League, bottom of the table on 7. Into Division 2, where Shentry Athletic uh, picked up the league title. 18 games, 14 wins, 2 draws and 2 losses on 44 points. AFC Rose came second, uh, disappointing into the season. The double over Shentry, but those 12 wins and 5 draws meant that the league title was unattainable. The only defeat came in a double header to United House. In third place with GTFA, they've only played 17 games, so I'm not sure what happened to their last game. They're on 34 points. United House came next. They're on 25 points. Grange Park Finished the season 47 goals, 47 conceded on 23 points. Then came Edmonton Lions. Um, started the season off very badly. Then obviously came the transition to the new players for All Stars United. And they immensely improved through that um, kind of shake-up. They finished in 6th place on 22 points. Then came Mill Hill Club, the football very mixed bag for them. They were good in some games, very poor in others. They finished on 18 points. Then were Anatolians in 8th place on 18 as well. Behind them, goal difference. In ninth for North London Athletic on 14 points. And Intermill Hill rounded off the table in their first season. They had 7 points. Into Division 3 where Stratford Arms picked up the title. 44 points from their 18 games, 14 wins, 2 draws and 2 losses. They scored 67 goals in that time as well and only conceded 14. Trent Park were just behind them on 43 points from their 18 games. I think one of the big losses for them was that 6-1 double-header defeat to North London Colts and that proved to be costly for them in third place for AFC Muswell Hill on 32 points they improved immensely in the second half of the season North London Colts who have a game to play can go above them with a 4-0 win they're on 29 currently Hendonians finished the season on 26 points in fifth Enfield Athletic finished the season in sixth place on 20 points it's been a real fall from grace for them they actually came down from the Premier Division Last season, and we expected to challenge this season, but a sixth place finish uh, will be very disappointed for them. In seventh place, are London Orient, who are playing again, but they will finish in seventh place. In eighth place, Enfield Albion. In ninth place, the Arnest Rangers, and currently bottom, who have a few games in hand, the Highgate Albion thirds. They did get to a Middlesex Cup final, so obviously that's really taken precedent in in place of their league form. Into Division 4 now, where Roving Reporters picked up the league title. 18 games played, 14 wins, 2 draws, 2 losses. That seems to be a, a running theme in the league. In second place for Whetstone Wanderers, Old Boys, uh, 41 points from their 18 games. In third place for Barnet Salsa, who had a very good debut season for them in the league. In 4th place with Brotherhood, Cozzy on 29. In 5th place with Gower Phoenix on 22, who have two games left to play. NLR have one game left to play. They're also on 22. Sopranos FC together, they have two games to play. They're on 17. 
New Barnet finished on 17 in 8th place. FC Cricklewood, who also have a game to play, they're on 15 points. And bottom of the table, a Colney Hatch Athletic, they only got 3 points this season. Moving on to Division 5, and this one hasn't finished yet. The Bandits are currently top, 51 points from their 20 games. In second place, a Gospel Oak Football Club on 46 points. They have two games left to play. If they win them both, they'll win the league. In third place, a Pro Panthers on 42 points. In fourth place, a Real Menza on 37. In fifth place, are Underdogs on 35. In sixth place, a North London Panthers on 29. In seventh place, a, Ra- a Maida Villa on 23. In eighth place, are Armenian Youth Association on 20. In ninth place, a Borelli on 16. They're joined on 16 by Camden FC, who have those two games in hand. And bottom of the table, North Atletico Seniors, who endured a, a miserable first season. They finished without a win, without a draw, 20 defeats, um, only scoring 19 goals. But, you know, the only way is up for them. Into Division 6 now, where the winners of the division were lot. They ended up, well, they've still got a game to play, but at the moment they've played 17, won 14 and lost 3 on 42 points. Just behind them were AFC Oakwood Reserves on 41. In third place were London Wednesday on 36. In fourth place were Whetstone Wanderers under 23s on 30. Fifth place were North London Wanderers on 26. In sixth place were Alexandra Knights on 26. In 7th place were AFC Edmonton on 24. In 8th place were AFC Muswell Hill seconds on 12. In ninth place were Grange Park Reserves on 12 as well. And bottom of the table were Oak Hill. Really struggled towards at the start of the season. But actually picked it up and picked up a victory in a couple draws. You know, to make their league position a bit more respectable. Hello, I'm Ian and welcome to the Maidstone and Mid-Kent section of the CELT podcast. I've got all the news, views and information from around the league along with the final results and standings as part of the weekly show. It's week 18 in the final week of a part suspended season, 10 league matches across all divisions as we look at the final standings. We'll catch up with all the games and key battles in each division as well as the golden boot as part of the results show. But firstly, for me, it's my last all-around the league show as I step down from the hot seat. It's been a pleasure covering the league over the last two years. I've interviewed some great people from lots of different clubs. A massive thanks from me to the, all the Silk team who have supported me 100%. Steve Taylor from the league who's conducted a lot of interviews for the show and all of those that have been involved. If you've given up time for interviews, sent anything in such as news or match reports, you've helped shape the show. And finally, for everyone who's listening, I hope you've enjoyed what we've put together. The league are planning for the podcast to be back next season, but we're looking for some new blood. So if you're interested, make sure you get in contact with the league. It's a really simple process and you have the freedom to host the show as you feel best. So moving on to the weekend, with three titles already decided, there was a key game in Division 3. Labourne Angels hosted Labourne Chase. Labourne Angels only needed a draw from the game to secure the title, and they ended up winning 4-1 on the day. Goals from Harry Small, Josh Upson, Liam Owen put them in the driving seat. Luke Ricardo pulled one back for Chase in the second half, but soon after, Angels restored their three-goal lead through Alex Sack. A massive congratulations to the team, an excellent achievement from them winning the Division 3 title on their maiden season. 
Last week, we heard from East Mooring about their league victory. This week, Steve Taylor caught up with Whitehorse captain Jacob Walter and myself about the Bredman's success in Division 1 this season. Just presented Whitehorse with the Division 1 Championship trophy and I'm with Secretary Ian Knight and Captain Jacob Walter. Jacob, must have been quite a lot to you to, uh, to win the league and get back up in the yeah, Premier where you were last year. Definitely, yeah. It's been a great season. We've all worked really hard. Um, going back up to the Premier is going to be difficult, but it's a challenge and we're up for it. It's a, it is a tough shout going back up, yeah. but um, you've done really well to, to get your hands on this trophy. And, and Ian, um, an achievement for you personally. Obviously, you do all the South podcasts, do quite a lot of work for the league. So, um, you know, someone's been kind to you and let you win the trophy. Yeah. It's a bit more than that. But. Yeah, no, it's been nice. Hard work. Like Jake said, the players uh, have had a lot of supporters this season when COVID's allowed, which has it's been really good. The sponsors have been fantastic. And it's not just me at the club, you know, we've got that chairman we've got a secretary we've got obviously a manager we've got uh, Shane this year he's been helping out with the coaching so big team effort uh, which has been really good and it's just nice to bring something back home and tell us a bit more about the community work you do because a lot of people just want to hear about it but we don't often actually get to hear you speak about all the community work you do so yeah it's been tough this year because obviously COVID and the restrictions but um, obviously we played charitable FC in late October so raised about £750 for their charity that they were working for uh, earlier in the year obviously we've done work with our sponsors down at the Fox and Goose and Batchild uh, we've worked at the food kind of warehouse where they, they, they have kind of local residents come down grab a, a meal coffee and obviously uh, they supply food where they can and things like that so it's just, just amazing the lads buy into that you know that's 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 our kind of our work behind the scenes. That's what we like to do as a club, as well as obviously football and pitch. Yeah, that's that's really great that you're helping out in the community. And obviously, we use the tagline: "It's it's more than just football," and this just proves that that's actually true. Yeah, definitely. I think when you get a bunch of lads together and they've got common goals, you know, on and off the pitch, which is what we like to set. And uh, you know, they, these guys love it and they, they enjoy it. And obviously, I enjoy being part of that as well. Oh, good, uh, Jake. A final question for you: Back up in the Premier, so yeah. have you got uh, any new players coming through that you want to disclose uh, as a, an exclusive, or are they all? Uh, under wraps at the minute or is it just working a bit harder when you get up there yeah I think it is just we've just got to work our socks off and enjoy the football because that's what we've done this season and we're going to try and carry that on good well it must be nice to go into your last game with the trophy under your belt so you can relax a little bit and uh, just get out there and enjoy today it's been a long season we've had an extended month but uh, it's not really June weather today it's a bit cloudy and cold but I'm sure that's really good if you're playing football so enjoy your game and congratulations again to you too cheers Steve cheers Ian thanks a lot thanks Steve Steve followed that up by chatting to Grant King from Aylesford Reserves. They were awarded the Division 2 trophy. I've just presented Grant King uh, of Aylesford Reserves with the Division 2 trophy. Grant, you must be delighted to go A, all uh, season unbeaten, and, and obviously B, win the league yeah. quite easily, in, in, in all fairness. No, no, no. I mean, Parkland Royal Reserves gave us a really good game. Um, Barming, we managed to nick a last-minute equaliser, so they gave us a good game. But I think we were unbeaten. East Morning were also unbeaten but we didn't get beaten in the Cup so I think we actually hold the record of the only unbeaten team in Manchester this season Yeah we had a chat with East Morning last week I'm not yeah. sure they might disagree They that, lost but, in the Cup uh, Did they? Okay. Um, you're more on the stats than I am <laughs> um, So first year in the league is it kind yeah. of what you was expecting or is it a bit tougher or is it more competitive than you thought? Or? More competitive than we thought I mean we thought we'd roll teams but there were some teams out there that really give us a good go some phenomenal players across all the divisions now There's some really 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 hard games but no, I know what our boys have got, I know what we bring and I'm happy with what we've produced. And you're looking forward to moving up a division or two wherever you end up. Obviously yeah. as reserves, it cuts a bit awkward for the league because of your first teams in the Premier. So under FA rules, we can't, can't push you right up unless you uh, 
work something out with the first team, but you're looking forward to moving up a level. I think that's what we're planning to do anyway. I mean, pre-season we played Marvin, beat them. Um, Eggs Morning hammered us, so we feel like we've got something to prove against them boys. And then last week we filled in for the first team against K Sports and beat them 5-0. So... I think we're more so you're well capable of holding your own in I the Premier League, yeah. yeah. and obviously, you know, when you're up there, it's more challenging football. Yeah, definitely. probably more enjoyable for the lads having a, a, a more competitive game. Yeah. If you like, and there's some of the boys that like rolling teams six 0 but a lot of the boys prefer the, the two ones, the, the hard fought games. Where you come out there, mud all over your, scuffs all over your legs, cut the stub marks. There is a lot to be said for more competitive football. Obviously, you know, winning five, six nil, ten nil cricket scores is it, yeah. okay, but. Uh, it's more enjoyable to, to scrape a 1-0 victory where you fought hard, I think. So. 100%, yeah. I totally agree. That's where the boys want to be. Any, any new signings you got coming in or are they sort of under wraps or are you negotiations with anyone? Or uh... I've got three players that look like they're coming across. A couple of boys are retiring, so it'd be sad to see them go. But we're going to keep about the same sort of squad size. You've always got a wedding coming up or you've always got someone that's having a baby or yeah. and someone drunk in the morning. So you've got to have, you've got to have reinforcements. So we've got three players that look like they're coming in, potentially another so we'll see. We want to keep the core. I mean, the boys have done well this season, so we don't want to drift too far away from what we've got already. Yeah, I suppose the good thing with the older players is they tend not to get too hammered on a Saturday night. So, yeah, exactly so you do need a few old ones in there to keep you going. I mean, we've got Danny Carr, who was under-18s manager for us for last season, so he's in touch with the youth coming through. So we want to keep a nice balance of the experienced guys like Tommy and Brett Wheeler, and then the youth coming through like Jay Carr and guys like that. So that's where I think we've got a good mix. And you've got some under-18s. I know I spoke to James at the club. Under-18s maybe next season or season after next that are coming through as well. So Definitely. the club structure is really good. So you've got 100%. that follow-through so people can start under-8s or under-9s for you. And yeah. yeah. In theory, go right through to the men's team 10 years later. Yeah, we've got the soccer school. So the kids, my youngest is in there at the moment, five years old. So they get kids in there from five right the way up to what we're doing now in the men's. So that's what we want to see. We want to see people enjoy it from youth right the way through stay within the club and reap what we sow yeah, well, that's good well congratulations again and uh, look forward to seeing next season hopefully we'll have a Covid free season I know it's stop start but uh, what will be will be and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get through it all again oh, brilliant thank you very okay, much thanks very much cheers Grant thanks. Cheers, thanks he also managed to find time to talk to Mehmet the manager of K-Sports who finished runners up in the premiership here's what he had to say just presented uh, Mehmet, manager of K-Sports, with the Premier Division runners-up medals for 2021. Mehmet, you must be delighted to finish runners-up. Yes, Steve, um, uh, absolutely delighted, considering the uh, the standard of the league. It was absolutely fantastic. There was six or seven teams right in there with a chance, and every team we come up against were brilliant. So to come second in our first season in the Prem is a big achievement. And yeah, I am delighted. Everyone says... You don't remember second place, but I remember great memories uh, the season with my team and against other teams who were fantastic. Yeah, as you mentioned, just the second year in the league. Last year, you was in the first division, got promoted to the Premier. Is it a bit tougher than you anticipated or is it what kind of what you was expecting? No, no, it, it was what I was expecting because I know most of the teams and players and, uh, and that's why I'm so surprised how well we did do. It, you know, it wasn't easy going. Half our games, we, we just about nicked the points, you know, um, so no, what I expected was a good high standard okay. and that's what we got, so yeah. So. Uh, and obviously moving on next year, your ultimate aim obviously is to, to go out there and nick that trophy off of East Smalling <laughs> who have had it a few years, so no, uh, really no. competitive divisions uh, and, and better for the Sunday football, would you say? Oh yes, definitely, you know, fair play to East Smalling, brilliant on and off the pitch, they deserve it, you know, to win it once is great, but to win it four times in a row is spectacular, you know, for a, yeah. a Sunday league team. Um, for us, I've always said, you know, Little steps. I wanted top five, you know, that which was 
to come second, great. Next season, I'd like to reach cup final and top three would be nice. We, we do have a load of players leaving, so I'm in the process of recruiting in a whole load of new players. Okay, that's good. So two years without cup finals, a bit of a, bit of a damp squib on the seasons really, but with COVID, we can't opt that. So next year, you're hoping to, to get an in, to at least one cup final out of two. And finishing the top two, so you're setting, you're setting your standards high. <laughs> top three, top three, top three. Top yeah, yeah. Three, top yeah. three and a cup final. Yes, um, it's great that we're there's two cups and uh, and possibly a third one. So um, yeah. you know, hopefully it would be nice to get a cup final. Great memories to, to get to a final. And Maidstone teams traditionally haven't had a great uh, sort of standing in the Kent Cup final. Is that something you're looking to try to get into as well? We, yeah, we would like to enter it. Uh, to get to a final is really hard, like you said, it yeah, is really, really tough, and that. Um, but but you never know in a cup; it could anything could happen in a cup. Absolutely. So anything you like never that. know. Okay. Well, congratulations again, and we look forward to seeing you again in uh, September. Thank you. Thanks very much. No problem. Cheers. Thanks for those interviews, guys. Great to hear from the clubs. Steve Taylor with all the questions there. So let's move on to the results from the weekend in the Auto Express Centre Premiership. Barmy Colts versus East Morning and Gold Stars versus Marden Miners were both postponed. The only game in the division saw Aylesford beat Park Royal 2-1 away. In Division 1, East Morning Reserves beat Langley 7-2 away. Sutton Valance beat Invicta Rangers 5-3 away. Whitehorse beat Leybourne 5-0 away. And Larkfield beat Rubicon 4-3 also away. That meant they snuck into second place, leapfrogging Rubicon in the process. In Division 2, Barming Blues beat Phoenix 8-2. Vinters drew 2-0 with Park Royal Reserves. And in Division 3, Cox Heath beat Krosky 6-1. They were in the shout for a title, but it wasn't enough as Leybourne Angels beat Leybourne Chase 4-1, as I mentioned earlier. And the other Division 3 match report we did have in was from Kent Sands, who hosted Snodland Town. An impeccable minute silence pre-match for Nick Guttridge, who captained the side in memory of his son Oscar. The game started with pace and it was Snodland who took the early lead. Callum Hatcher cut in from the left and made no mistake tucking his effort away low into the corner of the net. Sands responded and started to knock the ball about well. A free kick played into the box by them was cleared. Skipper Nick Guttridge on hand to strike the ball. His effort was cheekily backheeled into the goal by top goalscorer Callum Hatcher. Snodland would then reduce to 10 men and Sands started to take advantage. Mike Pollard's effort from 30 yards was pushed onto the crossbar. Second half saw Adam Welsh put the ball into the back of the net from a towering header, only to be ruled out for offside. Sands did eventually take the lead, Callum Hatcher playing the ball into the box for Kevin Ives to volley in off the post. A great result for Sands, their fourth win of the season, with Stephen Whittaker the given the man of the match. Final score from Kings Hill, Sands 2, Snodland 1. And that's all the results from the weekend across the league. There's no fixtures next week as the league is finished over. Finally, before we go, let's have a look at the league and the top goal scorers. In the Premiership, East Morning took the title with 37 points. Runners-up, K-Sports with 30. Park Royal, Marden, Aylesford, Barman Colts, Invicta Goldstars and then Fisherman's Arms. In terms of the top goal scorers, Ashley Russell took the crown for Aylesford, 21 goals in the league. Brett Ince for Barman Colts in second with 12. And Mackenzie Gardner for Park Royal in third with 11. In Division 1, White Horse took the title with 33 points. Larkfield and Newhithe following up closely with 24. Very tight indeed for third with Eastmore Reserves only being beaten on goal difference. It was then Rubicon Limerick, Sutton Valance, Langley, Laybourne and Invicta Rangers. 
For the top goal scorers, Jacob Walter for Whitehorse with 17, Dan Skinner for Larkfield with 16, and Liam Stone in third for Whitehorse with 12. In Division 2, Aylesford Reserves took the title with 38 points. They didn't lose a game all season. Congrats to them. Barman Colts in second with 35. Then AFC Phoenix, Minter, Park Royal Reserves, Vinters, Whitehorse Jaguars and Maidstone Tempests. For the goal scorers, Tommy Whitnell from Aylesford Reserves with 26, a great total. Jake Bates from Barming Blues in second with 14. And Casey Bridge from AFC Phoenix on 11. In Division 3, Labourn Angels took the title, as we heard earlier, 34 points. Coxeath and Farley with 32. Very tight. They could have obviously pinched it on the last day. Uh, following that, Stodland Town, Labourn Chase, Invicta Sunday, Crosskeys, Kent Sands and Walnut Wanderers. For the league's top goal scorers, Maris Brew from Coxeath and Farley with 19. Ben Twist from Stodland Town with 17. And Josh Upson from Labourn Angels with 12. That's unfortunately all we've got time for this week. Thanks to all those who took part in interviews and for Kent Sands for sending in their match report. Remember, the AGM is next Thursday, 7.30pm sharp, start at the Gallagher Stadium. I hope you've enjoyed the show and all the other content we've posted as part of Selk. Thanks for listening in. It's been a privilege to be involved. So take care, and for the last time, remember, it's always more than just football. Hello and welcome to the All Around the Leagues recording, giving you news and updates from the North Kent Sunday Football League. We start today with our final round of fixtures from Sunday the 27th of June. The last few games have played this week with just a handful of games taking place. In Division 2, Swanscombe Tigers Reserves got the better of Sean Hyam with a 2-1 win, while Nathan Hayne and Russell scored twice and Russell Piper adding the other as Grays and Spartans drew 3 all with the old leather bottle for the second week in a row. The only game in Division 3 saw Phoenix Sports and Taverners draw 2 all. In Division 4, Jack Gallagher fired in a hat-trick for Hollisters, but that wasn't enough as Queen also scored 3, resulting in a 3 all draw. Darston Athletic beat Nuevo Club by 3 goals to 1, and Guru Nanak defeated the Rose Athletic by 7 goals to 1. In the quarter-final of the GNM Motors Cup, Raul Gima put pay, put pay to Suns Hopes with a 4-2 win. Lewis Moody scored two, Simon Walton and Fari Maganga with the other. In Division 1, Newtown Cobras finished as champions of the division, with Swanscombe Tigers finishing the season as runners-up, four points behind Newtown Cobras. At the bottom end of the table, Valley Rovers finished bottom of the division with nine points, New Ash Green finished second bottom with 14 points. In Division 2, Blackline Hartley secured the title with 42 points, 11 points clear of 2nd place Yield Leather Bottle and 13 points clear of 3rd place to AFC Rocheville. Meanwhile, the Rising Eagles finished bottom of the division with 13 points, slightly below Cobham, who finished 2nd bottom with 14 points overall. In Division 3, the Pelamans finished the seasons as champions with a win in all but one of their games, meaning they finished 10 points clear of their nearest challengers in Gravesend United. Taverners and Verbena were the bottom two teams in Division 3 with 8 and 10 points respectively. That's all for this week. We'll be back with more news and updates in the North Kent Sunday League next season. Bye for now. Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast for games played on June the 23rd and the 27th as well. On the 23rd, Wednesday evening, 
saw the uh, the second semi-final of the Invitation Cup played between Fox and Stone and Sun Sports Athletic. Um, this delayed semi-final was a very close affair um, and in the end decided in the 90 minutes by a single goal, a free-kick strike from Sun Sports Athletics Grant Avis won them the match on the day and put them into last Sunday's final on the 27th against Oakview. On the 27th saw obviously the Invitation Cup final, as I said, between uh, Sun Sports Athletic and Oakview. The match was played at Queen's School. The final Watford Sunday League Cup final of the season saw Oakview claim the Invitation Cup as they just edged out Sun Sports Athletic 2-1 on the day following a closely fought match played at Queen's School. It was an open and attacking start from both sides. Lewis Stead sent in a shot from 25 yards out, which Sun Sports keeper Hayden Smith had to tip over the bar after just eight minutes. Then, just a minute later, Lewis Putman cut in from the right but shot straight at Smith in a Sun Sports goal. Then, Sun Sports created their first real chance when Nick Curley had a go from 30 yards and Oakview Q keeper Julius Pazzo had to make a flying save to push it round the post. With both sides having chances, something had to give. And in the 12th minute, it was Sun who opened the scoring, when a good run by Nick Curley saw the ball roll nicely into the path of James Hocking, who rifled home from 18 yards out. Oakview struck back with a period of pressure, with Lewis Putman making good incisive runs down both the right and left flanks. Then Chris Blunden cut in on the right and sent a shot in that Smith in the Sun Sports goal had to parry for a corner. Sun Sports then had a chance to extend their lead when Pazio in the Oakview goal did not clear properly and Mitchell Wheatley almost chipped him, but the effort went just over. However, the pressure finally told after 25 minutes, when 